0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Morning. All right, beautiful morning, clouds in the sky, and it's nice morning. All right, this morning, uh, Brother Mac and uh, Rebecca Mays—they're getting ready. She's going. Rebecca's going to be baptized this morning, so that's why things a little bit different right now. And uh, Rebecca Mays has accepted Jesus, her Savior, and uh, she's trusted in him, and she's obeying him, uh, following him in baptism. So at this time, we're going to sing, Trust and Obey, 447 in our hymn books. Have to use our hymn books again. 447, Trust and Obey.
1: When we walk with the Lord, in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. Let us do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all
2: nothing like being able to stir the baptismal waters, and being obedient obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us in Matthew chapter 3, and then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him, and John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you're coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, and when he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the waters, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon Him. And suddenly, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Today, as we observe the ordinance of baptism, I truly believe that the saints in glory, along with God's, Will say this is my daughter that I am well pleased with. It's cold, huh? (laughs) Take my hand. Told you. Rebecca. Yes, sir. Do you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Did you invite Him into your heart and ask Him to forgive your sins? I did. Today, you want to follow Him in scriptural baptism. Yes, sir. You want to die with Christ, buried with Christ, and rise to walk in a new life with Christ. Yes, sir. Amen. Step this way, just a step. Get a hold of my arm, (laughs) both hands. You ready? Yeah, fresh, you know. There is absolutely nothing as refreshing and exciting as having someone follow the Lord at scriptural baptism out of total obedience. May God bless you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord this morning, brother Harold. Come and lead him, brother.
0: Georgie, go ahead and play the next song. I'm going to have the choir come up this time. Oh, she's playing. Are coming up here turn your hymn books to 202 Oh. Uh-huh. Name right across the page in your hymn books 203. His name is Wonderful. 273. 273. Good old song. Freely, freely. Books now to 177. 177. There's something about that name. Let's stand, please. Let's stand as our ushers come forward this morning. song.
2: have the privilege and the honor of giving unto the Lord God His tithes and our love offerings. Let us worship Him at this time in that manner. Let's pray. Father, I praise You. We thank You that You bless us so abundantly Now receive unto yourselves these tithes and offerings. And we give you praise for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we lay the tithes and offerings on God's altar, I want us to take a moment in each one of our hearts to say thank you, Lord, for allowing us to give unto you a sacrificial offering of our tithes and offerings. Lord God, We lay these before you, on your altar, Father, giving them to you, not giving them to a church or an organization, but Lord God, giving them to you. So Father, you bless them. You use them to further your kingdom in whatever manner you so see fit. You bless those that have given in a mighty way. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name, amen and amen. Brother Mark, come sing for us,
3: brother. Well, good morning. It feels natural to be up here again, but I can't help but be a little bit nervous, you know. Uh, Not like it used to be. It's sure good to see each one of you this morning. I don't make New Year's resolutions because I find I can't keep them, but I did make a commitment this year to read through the through the Bible and study it through uh, during the year. And since I decided, well, I'll let the TV go, uh, I just finished it about a week ago. And uh, studying, studying the book of Revelation, there's a beautiful picture painted there in my mind when Jesus comes back for his bride, the church. And as I dwelt on, on that in my mind quite a bit, it reminded me of an old song that the cathedrals made popular back in the 90s, and I've sung many times back then. And I'd like to maybe paint that picture in your mind through this song this morning.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, I hope you're ready for that wedding music for sure. And one of the ways that we can get ready is to get prepared for our up and coming spiritual renewing weekend. I truly believe that God has a plan for our lives through our spiritual renewal we can. But we have to be willing to say, okay God, I'll let you do the work, and I'll respond in accordance to your will. This morning, as we look at the Word of God, I'd ask you to turn with me to 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. John writing and says, Listen, it's time for us to work on our fellowship. Now he's not just talking about the fellowship between him and the folks. He's talking about the fellowship between us and the Lord. That fellowship is something that God says we need to build upon. The Word says, chapter 1, verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, with our eyes, which we have looked upon, which our hands have handled and concerned, the Word of life, the life, was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen, heard, and declared to you, that you may also have fellowship, first of all, with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. Now this is what John is saying they need to do. Now in the next few verses, from verse 5 through 10, he tells us how to do it. And that's what I think we need to look at. We know what we need to do. We need to build a fellowship with God. We need to build a fellowship amongst ourselves. But how do we go about doing that? It's easy to say that. It's easy even to say, man, that's what I want. I want to have that fellowship. I want to be what God wants me to be. And I want to be a part of a strong fellowship within our church but if we look first of all it says in in verse 8 look at that and it says if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us the first thing we have to look at is we must recognize we have sin in our lives. Now, we can be a good person. We can say nice things about people. We can come to church. We can sit in the pew. We can sing the songs. We can teach the teach. We can preach and do all that. But the Word of God says all of sin comes short of the glory of God, and we have to recognize within ourselves that we have sin. If you don't recognize you have sin, how in the world can you ask God to forgive you of sin? You have to recognize that fact, and the Word of God says we all have that sin. There, in verse, in verse, <coughs> pardon me, in verse eight, it says, "If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth's not in us." You know, every Sunday morning we have an altar call. We have the prayer altars right here. And I invite you to come and, and get on your face before God and say, Lord God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Now that doesn't mean you've done anything terrible, awful, bad. You hadn't shot somebody. You hadn't stolen anything. But Lord God, my attitude or my thoughts or my actions or whatever is not bringing glory and honor to you. It's a sin in my life. And God, I want you to forgive it. That's the first step that you recognize we have sin in our lives. That's a difficult thing to do. Because there's a lot of people that say, well, I, I really don't sin. I'm not a bad person. I'm not, I'm not broken any of the commandments. I'm not, I'm not stolen. I'm not killed. I'm, not, I'm just a pretty good person. You know you can be a good person But the Word of God says you still have sin in your life. Praise God, it's not up to us to try to judge that. And then in verse 9 it says, And if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we what? Confess that sin. We recognize we have a sin, our sins, and then we have to repent of them we have to be willing to say, Lord God, forgive me. There's a word that's overused in our society. I'm sorry. That's supposed to fix everything. I'm sorry. The Word of God simply says, You need to repent, and to repent is to be brokenhearted. To repent is to say, Lord God, I messed up. Now, the first verse we looked at said that we all mess up, we all sin. Here in this verse, it says we have to recognize that sin. We have to say, Lord God, I confess unto you, I repent. I'm not just sorry. I'm sorry, says I got caught. To repent, says I'm broken hearted, and Lord God, forgive me. In order for us to have a spiritual renewal weekend, and for God to work and renew our spirit, the other night I spoke about the fact that our, our body is decaying and going away, but daily our spirit, if we will let God... God will renew our spirit every day. But folks, when there's sin in our lives, we have to repent, we have to recognize that sin, we have to confess that sin, and truly, truly repent about it. Let's go back to verse 7 now. And it says, But if we walk in the light, He is in the light, as He is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we ask God to forgive us, and we confess our sins, the Word of God says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sins doesn't matter what the sin is. I've been asked before, do you believe that a murderer can go to heaven? Yes, I definitely do. If he asks God to forgive him of his sin, of being a murderer or her, God will forgive that. Are they still a murderer? Yes. Do they still have to pay the consequences? Yes. But can they go to heaven? Yes. If they repent and ask Lord God to forgive them, the Word simply says there in verse 7, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son cleanses us from our sin. Nothing else will do it, folks. You can do all kinds of generations. You can read all kinds of books. You can listen to all type of of philosophers. But the only thing, the only thing that can cleanse our heart of sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. If that were not so, why in the world would God ever ask His Son to go through what He went through on the cross and His blood be spilled out? you and I. Praise God if we will just repent, reveal, and ask God to forgive us. Lord God, forgive me of my sin. Take it out of my lives. Forgive me of whatever there is within me. And the word also says to us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us. In verse 9 it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful in truth to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us for all unrighteousness. But now look at verse 10. We said if we repent, He says if we recognize and we ask Jesus forgive us, he will, but look at verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. The word has told us what we need to do. John says, listen, we've all sinned, listen, we need to acknowledge our sin, recognize our sin, we need to ask God to forgive us of our sin. But if we're not willing to acknowledge that we have sin, not only are we lying to ourselves, but we're making God out a liar too, because God says all of sin comes short of the glory of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to make God out a liar. I don't want to have to stand before Him one day and say, Gosh, you really weren't lying. But the Word of God says He cannot lie. And He says if you deny the fact you have sinned, the truth is not in you. In verse 9, again, I want us to look at we have to confess our sins. And then it says, He is faithful. God is faithful. When you confess your sins, God is faithful. You don't have to beg Him, you don't have to go through all types of gyrations. All you have to do is have a broken heart and say, Lord God, I've sinned and I ask you to forgive me. I am confessing this sin to you. And God says, I'm faithful. I'm faithful. He is faithful to forgive that sin. He is faithful to reunite us into that fellowship. He is faithful to bring us to the point where we can acknowledge that we are children of God and through acknowledging the fact that we are children of God, through that we can have fellowship one with the other and with God. We're cleansed. We're ready to be in the presence of the Lord. You do realize that your fellowship can be broken through sin. Your relationship with God cannot be broken. If you're a born-again believer and you know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, that relationship is not going to change. But your fellowship depends upon the sin in your life and you confessing that sin and walking with Him. And if you're not walking with God, it's real tough to walk with other believers and have a fellowship there. The relationship's still there. You're still a member of the family. But the fellowship's broken. You see, it's not any different in our spiritual family than it is in our families at home. Whenever there's problems with a family, the fellowship may be broken to where some parts of the family don't get along. some, Some parts don't even speak to one another, won't be in the same room and all that kind of stuff. The fellowship's broken. But they're still related. There's still that relationship. In God's family, it's the same way. If we're not willing to say, Lord God, renew my spirit. Renew my spirit through forgiving me of my sin. And this is the sins in my life that I'm asking you to forgive me of. I'm confessing them to you. I acknowledge that I have sinned. So, Lord God, forgive me. And through that forgiveness, there becomes a spiritual renewal, a closeness with God, a closeness of the family, a renewal of our heart because our sin has been forgiven. When our sin is forgiven, we have that close relationship through God the Holy Spirit and we walk with God every day, every moment of every hour. So, as we look forward to having our spiritual renewal weekend, I would say unto each one of us, starting with me, let's recognize our sin. Let's repent of our sin. Let's confess our sin. And let's ask Jesus Christ through God to forgive us of our sin so that our fellowship will be strong with God and with each other. And the Word says in chapter 2, verse 1 and following, Little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the perpetuation for our sin and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. John's just told us that we need have a relationship and a fellowship with God and with each other and he's told us how to do it and then he reminds us in chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 little children I'm writing to you I'm telling you this to remind you so that you may not sin Don't sin, he says. But, and if anyone does sin, if you do sin, I want to remind you, it's not up to you except to recognize it and confess it because you have an advocate. You have a a spokesman, a lawyer, someone standing at the at the throne of God, on your behalf. And it says, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Praise God, hallelujah. My Lord and Savior is at the right hand of the Father, and when Mac messes up, and when Mac says, Lord God, forgive me, he turns to the Father, and he says, He's ours, and he's asked me to forgive him and I'm forgiving him. Why? Because Jesus paid the price. You don't have to pay the price. You and I have, cannot pay for our sin. Jesus has already paid for them. And he himself, Jesus Christ himself, is the perpetuation, is the one that stood for our sin. He stood in my place. He hung on the cross in my place. His blood was shed rather than mine. And He Himself, our perpetuation for sin, and not for ours only, not just for me, praise God, not just for me, not just for you, not just for the folks in Arkansas, not just for the folks of the United States, but it says, and not for our sins only, but also for the entire world. When we come together, we need to come together with the mindset of God It's just between you and me. It's just between you and me. And today, today, God, I'm recognizing my sin. And I'm confessing it to you. And I'm asking you, Lord God, to forgive me. And the Word says He's faithful and just to do that. So as we prepare for a spiritual renewing, spiritual renewing is changing my heart. Spiritual renewing is giving me a new excitement about serving the Lord. Spiritual renewing says it's going to prepare me to go forward with the enthusiasm of sharing Jesus with others. Lord God, before I can do that, You have to do a work in me. You see, Monty's a great preacher and a great communicator. Monty knows the Word very well. Shares it tremendously. But he can preach till he has no breath if we are not prepared. To receive what God has for us. So we need to start now. It's only about six weeks until we have it. Are you willing to start getting ready right now? So that when God sends His messenger, our hearts will be ready. To be renewed. It's all about you and God. John says it's up to you. If you say you have no sin, you're calling God a liar. So let's repent, let's acknowledge. And let's ask God to forgive. So that we will not only have a relationship with God. But we'll have a fellowship with Him. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name. That you bless us in such a special way. I thank you, Lord God, that there will be those today. That will recognize their sin. They'll repent of their sin. They'll ask you to forgive them of that sin. And their hearts will be renewed. Their spirits will be kindled. And Father, we give you praise for it. Lord God, if there's those that need to make a decision as far as salvation, joining the church, being baptized, Lord God, whatever it is, I would pray today that they would desire to be obedient unto you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Will you stand with us, Brother Harold? Lead us, Brother. You come on. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Come on, right now. As you God to speaks to you, books? do what God is asking you to do.
1: Have Thy own way. Have Thy own way, Lord. Lord. Have Thy own way. Come on, right now. Come to Jesus.
2: Come on. This is your opportunity
1: Hold me and make me after will while I
2: Come on to Jesus right now Come on Come to Jesus This is your opportunity to come to Him Prayer altars are right here Come on Come oh. what you're singing. Have that own way, Lord. Have that own way, Father. Have your way in my life. Praise God for each one of you being here today. Be sure and say hi to our guests. Tell them we're proud that they're here and they're always welcome. I would invite you back tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll have our Bible study and time together. Please be here. We'll enjoy being time, spend time in the Word of God this evening. You have a great afternoon. May the Lord bless you. Look at somebody around you. Tell them that God loves them and so do you. Father, we thank you and we praise your name that you bless, that you've spoken to our hearts, that you forgive us when we ask you. So, Father, we just thank you for your Son, Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.